What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All Pro Podcast. This is episode 52 with your host, LT Nasty. I know this is a late, late episode. I am finally back from vacation. I was gone for a week. I didn't have my mic with me. I wasn't able to, you know, make an episode uh, talking about week one of the NFL. So this is going to be a joint episode. I'll be talking about the big highlights and news from both week one and week two of the NFL season. And that'll be it. Uh, it is currently 1230 where I'm at. Uh, so 12, well, 1230 on the East Coast. So uh, 1230 in the morning. So I'm going to be very tired once this uh, episode's done. Uh, actually, yeah, when this episode's done, I am going to sleep. So anyway, let's talk about NFL week one. Let's start with that. I mean, let's start with the Bronco Seahawks for a minute. And before we get into that, uh, I will not be running down all the scores of week one and week two. That alone like combined with talking about the highlights, talking about all the highlights on top of that, that would probably take an hour. This would probably be an hour, maybe even longer. I'd probably say this would be about an hour and a half episode just talking about the scores and all the highlights, maybe two hours. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, The Broncos Seahawks, let's talk about that game. Russell Wilson's return to Seattle I'm sure Broncos fans, if there are any Broncos fans listening to this episode, I'm sure you were not happy after that week one game. Uh, And if I was a Broncos fan, I wouldn't be happy either because that was embarrassing. The play calling was absolutely atrocious towards the end. I mean, the fact that the Broncos reached the end zone once, I mean, only once with Russell Wilson as their quarterback in his return to Seattle, to be honest, that's embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. And I know everybody was going to say, well, Russell Wilson still had a good game. He still had 340 passing yards. Yeah, but he only had one touchdown pass, and that was to Jerry Judy. And, yeah, that's a yikes. That's a yikes. When you only have one touchdown pass against the Seahawks, uh, which, by the way, uh, the Seahawks are, you know, they have no one really noteworthy on that team anymore. I mean, it, it's been other than, you know, DK Metcalf and, you know, Tyler Lockett. Uh, they The Seahawks are projected to be one of the worst teams in the NFC. And the Broncos and the Broncos still couldn't get the job done. And. But that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes, you know, certain teams will surprise you, and the Seahawks certainly did because I did not expect that uh, when I was watching that game. Uh, I honestly expected a full-on beatdown. I expected, I I thought Russell Wilson was going to come into Seattle and uh, throw four or five touchdown passes and have a field day. Uh, And, you know, maybe we'll see... And who knows, maybe we would have even seen, uh, I was also expecting Jerry Judy to have like probably two, maybe three touchdowns, maybe even four. Uh, But maybe that's, uh, might have been reaching a little bit there, but either way, uh, yeah, 
they lost to the Seahawks. And the, like I said, the play calling was absolutely atrocious. Uh, and uh, I'll give credit to the Seahawks. I'll give credit to Geno Smith. He balled out. Uh, he played his ass off. He completed 23 of his 28 passes for 195 yards and two touchdowns. He did his job. The defense did their job. Uh, I'll give a lot. I'll Like I said, I give a lot of credit to Geno Smith, a lot of credit to the Seahawks defense. They did not let the Broncos do anything, really. Really, just outside of that touchdown, I mean, outside of that touchdown pass from Russell Wilson to Jerry Judy, that was it. And that was a surpriser. That was a surprise. I the, That game was a, surprised me. I don't know why I said surpriser. That didn't make sense. But anyway, yeah, that game surprised me. I did not expect it to be as close as it was. And I'm sure, like I said, Broncos fans are fuming. And before we get into the uh, next big game to talk about, uh, which is the Ravens-Dolphins, uh, which is the Week 2 uh, game, because like I said, I'm not going through every single game and covering every little detail i'm covering the big highlights the big news uh and yeah the big talking points but yeah the seahawks who were projected to be the worst team in the nfc one of one of the worst teams in the nfc somehow found a way uh to beat the broncos in week one but anyway enough of that uh, let's get right into the Ravens Dolphins game, as I said, and th- I'm not gonna talk about, you know, the game too much, you know, I'm just gonna talk about really that fourth quarter, uh, and I know if you're, if there are any Ravens fans listening to this, you know what happened in that fourth quarter, an absolute meltdown on defense, I mean, that was absolutely atrocious, I mean, I've seen meltdowns like that in the last few years, but you know, in the regular season, both regular season and uh, the playoffs. Uh, <coughs> but I've never seen a collapse like that. Fourth quarter, absolutely abysmal. How do you get? I, I don't understand how you give up twenty-eight unanswered points like that. And uh, credit to the Dolphins because they took advantage. They were down. 28 to 7 heading into the second half uh, and heading into the fourth they were down 35 to 14 and they clawed all the way back they didn't give up uh they clawed all the way back and won uh in the final minutes and I'm gonna give and I'm gonna give a lot of credit to Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, he had a day. I mean, he went off. And I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Well, Tua threw two interceptions." Say what you want. He still threw six touchdown passes. I mean, he went off. I mean, say like I said, say what you want about the two interceptions. They still want and. His team, he still led his team to victory, 
and he still threw six touchdown passes in the process. So, and not only that, the Ravens defense, like I said, completely collapsed. They cannot contain Tyreek Hill uh, or Jalen Waddle. I mean, they those two single-handedly, though no, those three, Tua, Tyreek, and Jalen, uh, those three single-handedly destroyed uh the Ravens. And I'm going to give a lot of, well, I wouldn't say entirely single-handedly. I'm going to give credit to the Dolphins defense for uh, uh, for uh, getting locked in in the fourth and completely shutting down any offensive opportunities the Ravens had. So I'll give a, a lot of credit as well to the Dolphins defense in that fourth quarter. They did their job uh, holding the Ravens to uh, a field goal. But yeah, Tyreek Hill went off. He had, I mean, like I said before, both Hill and Waddle went off, and they each, they both had two touchdowns. So Hill and Waddle combined for four touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had 190 uh, receiving yards, and Jalen Waddle had 171 receiving yards. So, like I said, those two had a field day uh, against the Ravens defense. But, uh, yeah, that is just nightmare fuel if you're a Ravens fan. I mean, and, and not to not to give you any more scaries, Ravens fans, uh, to not to frighten you a little bit, but this is uh, your daily reminder that uh, Lamar Jackson uh, still doesn't have a contract, still doesn't have a contract coming his way from you from uh, from you from your team. Just, just your daily reminder that Lamar Jackson could potentially go somewhere else uh, after the season. Uh, like I said, and with that, I'm probably gonna be, uh, I'm probably gonna be public enemy number one for Ravens fans, uh, for any Ravens fans that uh, listen to this podcast. Because, like I said, Lamar Jackson's uh, a free agent after this year, uh, and the and the Ravens and and the Ravens couldn't get a uh, contract extension done uh, before the deadline. So that's not a good look. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Not a good look for the Ravens because that's their franchise quarterback. I mean, and with that being said, if Lamar Jackson goes off, he is going to be like, well, he's already been going off. I mean, despite the loss in week uh, two, he still had a pretty decent afternoon, completing 21 of his 29 uh, passes uh, for 318 yards and three touchdowns. So still a pretty damn good afternoon uh, despite the loss. But uh, there's a big possibility, Ravens fans. I don't need... Uh, don't want to harp on you guys again, but he could be in a different uniform next season. Lamar could be in a different uniform. That's all I'm saying. And to be honest with you, and like I said, it's a contract year. I think I think that's a big mess up on the Ravens front office, not getting the contract he wants, not getting the contract he deserves, not getting that all arranged. I'm gonna be honest, Ray. If you, I'm gonna be honest with you, I I 
100% can see Lamar Jackson going to another team next year. 100%. And like I said, by me saying all this to any Ravens fans listening to this podcast, I'm probably uh, public enemy number one on your list. But that's just the way it happens. I mean, front offices in every sports league makes uh, major mess-ups. And the Ravens not giving Lamar Jackson one of the biggest contracts. uh, uh, Not even one of the biggest. I'm just talking about a contract that he desires. Not giving him a contract that he desires. uh, That's a... that's not a good luck. Like I said, not a good luck. Uh, anyway, enough of uh, the Lamar Jackson uh, contract extension uh, fallouts before, you know, Ravens fans uh, try to come after me. <laughs> anyway, moving right along, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Week one. <laughs> Cowboys fans, how are you feeling? Like, I, I know you, you, your team just scraped by, by the, uh, just scraped by and beat the Bengals in week two. You won 20 to 17. But how about week one? Like, week one was a nightmare. They were the only team. If you guys didn't notice, if you guys didn't know this, the Cowboys were the only team in week one to not score a touchdown. Think about that. They were the only team in week one to not score a touchdown. That is nightmare fuel if you're a Cowboys fan. I mean, to be fair, to be completely fair, to give them a little bit of leeway, they were also playing the Buccaneers, who are still one of the better teams one of the best teams, I should say, in the NFC. So I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway there. But, uh, and to make matters worse, Dak Prescott, their quarterback, their star quarterback, is hurt. And now, like I said, they have to start Cooper Rush in week two. And he's probably going to be their quarterback for starting quarterback for the next couple of weeks. So we'll see how that one pans out. Uh, but yeah, so this season couldn't couldn't have possibly gotten off. I don't think Cowboys fans could have possibly imagined a worse start to uh, the season. Week one, just not putting up a touchdown, uh, and then their star their star quarterback Dak, Dak Prescott getting hurt. Uh, and to make matters worse for the Cowboys, they have to see the Eagles uh, and Giants uh, both at the top of the uh, NFC East standings, which, as I'm making this episode, that game, the uh, Eagles-Vikings game went, uh, which which wrapped up week two, uh, went final about an hour or two ago, and the Eagles won that game easily. So with that, the Eagles are tied with the New York Giants at 2-0, and top of the NFC East. So this season has already gotten off to a brutal start if you're a Cowboys fan. But, uh, yeah. So, and that's the funny thing. The Cowboys play the Giants, which, if you didn't know me, 
if you don't know me, if you're new to the podcast, uh, then then I'm just going to get it out now. I'm a New York Giants fan. I am a New York sports fan in general. Uh, I am a New York Giants fan, New York Rangers fan, and a New York Yankees fan. So you're going to hear me uh, talk about my New York uh, teams here and there every episode every episode for, for a little bit. I, I try to keep, I, I try to, uh, not make an episode, not make an entire episode based around talking about my sports teams the, the whole time. But, uh, you know, that, that's me. I'm a New York sports fan. So if you're new to this, uh, if you're new to listening to my podcast, new to, uh, listening to my podcast episodes, then be aware. Uh, I'm going to be uh, talking about my New York sports teams uh, every now and again, every now and then uh, at some point in each episode. It's inevitable. I mean, anyone who's been listening to me for a minute, you know this. Anyone that's been paying attention, anyone that's been following my uh, podcast, since the beginning, you know I like talking about my New York sports teams, and at least at least one po- point in each episode. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, so let's move on to the next bit of business to talk about, and then this will probably wrap up the episode. Actually, no, two things to point out. Uh, one more thing. Actually, one more thing. Going back to the Denver Broncos before we get into the next segment, uh, the Broncos. Put up 16 against the Texans in week two. 16 to nine, they won. They beat the Texans. Uh, honestly, Broncos fans, not impressed. I'm not impressed. You shouldn't be impressed with that team, with uh, your team's performance either. Uh, considering the Texans are one of the worst uh, teams in football, uh, and they're probably going to be one of the worst teams uh, in football again, uh, probably one of the worst teams in the AFC again. Uh, but uh, yeah, just wanted to get that across. Uh, anyway, moving on. Let's get into the next bit of news. Let's talk about the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers played the Chiefs uh, in week two. Uh, and it was a pretty good game for the most part. It was a pretty interesting game. Uh, uh, let me make sure this was week two. Yeah. Yeah. It was week two. Uh, it was a pretty close game. I mean, the chiefs only won by a field goal, but that's not the big thing to highlight. Uh, Justin Herbert got rocked. Uh, and so, and now he has a, uh, he has an injury. He's injured. Uh, and I believe I, I let me just check. He had a, uh, let me just double check to uh, get this across. He had a, fra- he has a fracture to his rib cartilage. Ugh. And anyone who's had a rib injury before, uh, I haven't. So I don't know what it's like, but I'm sure it's very, very painful. Very, very painful. And this is the point 
I'm going to make. The thing is, the Chargers, despite him being visibly injured, they threw him back out there. And I'm going to be honest, if he, if that injury worsened, if that injury worsened, he's most likely out rest of the season. I mean, they were, the Chargers were really taking a gamble throwing him back in. I mean, they took him out for a couple of plays, but I was really shocked to see him uh, go back out there. But I'm going to be honest with you, Chargers fans. Uh, your team lives and dies by Justin Herbert. If he goes down, the team goes down. And I'm going to be honest with you. If he doesn't come back for a while or if he doesn't come back for the rest of the season, your playoff chances, uh, just the Chargers playoff chances, drop significantly. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you, you never you never want to see a young star quarterback go down like that, get hurt like that, especially this early in the season. Uh, it's just awful. It's just awful to see. Uh, so hope hoping uh, for a speedy recovery for Justin Herbert. Uh, but Chargers fans, I'm going to check in with you. Are you guys all, all good? Because actually, why? I mean, like, are you guys okay over there? Because that must have been awful to watch to see him go down with the injury. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, uh, it was a rib cartilage, uh, a fracture to his rib cartilage. Uh, so, so it was a rib injury and whew, yeah, not good. But, uh, anyway, like I said. If Herbert's at, if Herbert's missing significant time, which I guarantee you that's what's going to happen, the Chargers are going to have a long road ahead. They're going to have a long road ahead. Uh, so anyway, that being said, let's head into the final piece, final big noteworthy headlines. Actually, no, I'm going to talk about one more thing real quick before we get into the last part of the episode. Uh, I saw a video going around of uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, saying I'm him uh, after making a basically game uh, clinching play against the Falcons, uh, which I'm going to be honest with you. it's funny. It's funny to me because you no, know, it was an interception. It was an interception he made. It's funny to me. He's saying I'm him when he literally got cooked in week one by Stefan Diggs. I mean, he got torched by Stefan Diggs in week one. Anyone that saw the bills Rams game in week one, which I'm going to assume 99% of the people listening to this episode have probably seen that game. Uh, you, then you know Jalen Ramsey got absolutely torched. So I think it's just incredibly funny and ironic that he's saying he's him. And, like, 
it, like I said, it's just incredibly ironic. And I know he's a Super Bowl champion, but like maybe avoid talking a whole lot of smack a- after you uh, maybe avoid talking smack uh, for a little bit after, especially after you got absolutely destroyed by Stefan Diggs. Just saying, maybe be a little humble. And Jalen, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jalen Ramsey also made those comments about Josh Allen uh, saying he was trash. Uh, Look what happened. Uh, uh, Josh Allen had a field day, uh, completely destroyed the Rams defense. Uh, So, again, more comments from Ramsey backfiring. Uh, Actually, Uh, where was it? I don't know if the, I don't know if the tweet was still up, but all I know is, all I know is Jalen Ramsey called Josh Allen trash. Uh, and I believe, I believe that was in, uh, believe that was in 2018 when he said, made those comments. I'm trying to find it. I'm 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 trying to find it right now. I'm trying not to drag this on, but uh, anyway, you know I'll look for it later. Uh, I'm sure I'll find it. But yeah, Jalen Ramsey called Josh Allen uh, trash, uh, and it completely backfired. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I found a uh, picture of it. Uh, yeah. He basically said he's trash, and this was in 2018. And look what happened. Josh Allen took those comments personally. Not like verbal, like, not like a verbal uh, back and forth, but he took them personally. He took notes, and he absolutely uh, torched the Rams in week one. Uh, And, uh... and uh, Jalen Ramsey got absolutely, like I said, Jalen Ramsey got, got absolutely uh, lit up by Josh Allen and the Bills. Anyway, uh, the next bit of thing, next piece of news, or I should say the last piece of news to talk about is uh, the Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore fight. Yes, you are not miss, uh, you're not hearing that wrong. Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore got into yet another fight. It's their third fight in five years. Nightmare fuel. I mean, uh, I mean, no, not even nightmare fuel. That's just, I mean, if you're the NFL, if you're like, you know, what the, if you're, you know, the GM of the Saints or Buccaneers or one of those, one of those two team owners, yeah, that might be nightmare fuel, but you know, that was for NFL fans. That was honestly that that's that's been entertainment. I mean, that feud that's been going back and forth for like five years. And I guarantee you, the next time the Saints and Buccaneers meet, it's gonna happen. And the the next time they meet is December fifth in Tampa. So I guarantee you, another fight's gonna break out uh, because Mike Evans. Like I said, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, uh, they just keep going at each other. I mean, 
at, at what point do you not have, you know, the teammates, you know, the teammates on each side uh, for each player step in and try to hold them back? Because Mike Evans absolutely leveled. Once again, came in and absolutely leveled uh, Lattimore. And I think what, what started it was Lattimore was, you know, in a war of wor- words uh, with Tom Brady. And then Evans saw it and he saw it was Lattimore and absolutely trucked him. So be ready. This this is going to be the never-ending feud for the next couple of seasons. I'm telling you, man. Or until one of those teams uh, – or until one of those uh, teams gets rid of uh, either one of those players. Uh, so – it's going to be the never, like I said, it's going to be the never-ending feud until either Evans or Lattimore ends up with a different team out of division. Uh, but as long, like I said, as long as those two are uh, in division uh, in the uh, NFC South playing against each other, that's going to be the never-ending feud. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, that is talked about all the main points I wanted to talk about. Uh, and I'll have some more to talk about, uh, in the next episode. I'm sure there's a lot of other big things that I missed. Uh, I'm sure I'll get to them. Yeah, actually. Yeah. If I missed anything, I'll probably get to it in the next episode in episode 53. But for now, This has been your host, LT Nasty. It is just about one in the morning. I am going to sleep. Good night, and I will see you in episode 53.